Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 112 of Career Podcast. Our today's guest is Julia Kwerner. She's an illustrator, character designer, and also a visual development artist from Mannheim, Germany. Now, with that quick introduction out of the way, could you please give us a little introduction on how we got into visual arts and design? Um, thank you very much for the invitation. Um, so how I got into, I think, is the typical way of a lot of artists like I liked uh, to draw since I was a child, like it always was like the, the main thing I did in my free time and in school time, especially in boring classes and so. And um, basically after my parents tried to say like, ah, no, as an artist, you know, it's, it's a cool hobby, but you should do something else. And I tried this for two years and I figured out it really is not for me. I like, um, I, I don't feel happy if I'm doing completely something out of the creative field. Um, I studied uh, graphic design, so was kind of the in-between point um, to say it's like, okay, it's more stable, steady career path maybe. And um, gladly I had a lot of options there also to integrate illustration. So where I went to study, we could have a lot of freedom on the projects you do. And I had some drawing classes there. So meanwhile, this I still noticed like my main focus is still on illustration. I'm in either way that I'm not directly at art school or studying illustration. It was still um, my main focus. And so after I finished my studies and became um, a freelancer, I noticed like also the most requests that I'm getting for work is actually that people say like, yeah, okay, we need some graphic things, but especially want to hire you because of these and these illustrations we need. So there came the idea like, okay, this is, my strength in my portfolio is actually what I want to do. So I decided to really, uh, from this on, build up a portfolio, especially for visual development and character design. And um, yeah, this, uh, that was basically the point where I said like, okay, that would be my way. All right. And um, well, I mean, you already mentioned the interesting point that your parents said. I mean, that's really a common cliche that happens with artists that, well, I mean, art is a nice thing, like not just with visual arts or drawing and painting, like with just maybe playing guitar or violin or something. They're, they are hobbies and you should just stick with something stable and you have that on the side. And that being said, I actually have another question. Were you originally studying art and design or you were pursuing another career path? Like when you were in high school, like for example, were you like, you know, from the get-go, you know, you were just going for the art path or you were studying something else? What was it like? Um, I mean, in school, uh, I still could make the main focus on art. So we had to um, make like two main subjects basically that we had to choose and one had to be math or German and since I was like okay languages are not my strength I will go for math because it, it's logic and simple and my second main subject was art because I knew that's what I enjoy the most it's for me the most easiest most natural thing that comes to me without feeling I have to put in too much effort and work actually um but after this, I didn't went directly to study um, design either. So you even went completely away from the creative field for some time and studied, I don't even know, remember how it's called, blah, 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 management, something. 
um, but like like I told, like I really was super unhappy with this, and I realized that I don't even want to finish it because I don't want to work in this field, and all I'm doing in my free time is either way drawing. So why shouldn't I waste my time to do something that I don't enjoy it, I don't put passion into it, and I will not be good at it if I can do something that I'm passionate about it and become good at it. Yeah, exactly. And um, speaking of like, you know, the thing you're passionate about and you're, the thing you're passionate about and the thing you're doing right now, which is mainly illustration right now, um, that is your main branch of design, if I'm not mistaken. And actually, the main question I wanted to ask about that is where, when did that exactly start? Like what spark, you know, led you to, all right, I want to become an illustrator. I mean, you already told me that in your job, you know, they said, all right, we need some illustrations. But before even that, were there times where, you know, when you wanted to pick out an age to practice, you knew you wanted to become an illustrator? Was there any foreshadowing in your past? Um, I think I actually knew early on, but um, I know was not self-determined enough as a I don't know as a teenager you're mostly not sure really want to go you have maybe ideas but I remember even as a child um, I don't know 11 years old and when people asked you hey what do you want to become and I was like book illustrator <laughs> so actually I kind of you already really like with uh, yeah like with the gut feeling what I want to do um, but I think especially because you it, depending of course on your family, but you'd like it told, um, a lot of artists have this thing that the caring parents of course just want a good thing for you. So they want you to have a stable and safe career. And then often you kind of get a bit pushed away because as a child, it's like, oh yeah, cool, draw, be happy. But um, I think a lot of times it's for a lot of people and families not like something like a serious career to pursue. Um, and for me, it was the situation I wanted to apply. Mirai was finishing my school. I applied actually at a um, university for illustration, but I got rejected back then because, I mean, yeah, when you're 18, you most probably will not put the most amazing portfolio. And even if you're studying to finish your um, A-level exams, you are just putting whatever things you have in your application and hope you, uh, it will be enough. But um, yeah, so it was a bit like demotivation, I guess, at this point. So that's why I was like, okay, not sure. Maybe you have to basically the feedback that you are not good enough. Um, but then after studying graphic design and um, working as a um, I was called graphic artist and a game publisher. I met um, also some other colleagues and there are some friends of me now. And from there on came again also the spark of, we had all this same passion or a lot of us uh, with illustrating and art together. And um, there I also realized like, oh yeah, no, with what I want really to do is not like to make some graphics looking nice or so. I really want to make their own, make illustration. Awesome. And all right, the next question I set out for you for this podcast is how does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a project? But instead of that, I want to ask something way more interesting because here's the thing, I'm going to explain it a bit. From what I've seen, uh, your design process is basically you doodle and sketch and from your doodle and sketches, you pick out the one scenes or stuff you really like and you take that as reference and you complete it digitally. All right, that's pretty straightforward. But 
that's not I, I don't think something that's um the listeners who are like you know listening to episode 112 would be interested to hear like more because that's something that they hear a ton like thousand of times but here's an interesting another interesting questions i i have like that is kind of related to this how does your like i've seen from the your first post on instagram and i've seen the development of your style and your like you know artistic knowledge it shows that the evolution of it shows in the posts obviously but here's the thing you're doing uh what what i think it's called abstract art like in te- in technical sense you know in abstract illustrations obviously it's abstract but here's the thing i i wanted i want you to ask you this for abstract illustrations in your opinion, do you think you should learn and study to do like real life fundamental level um, like illustrations? Like, for example, if you want to draw an abstract character illustration, do you need to beforehand master drawing like a normal human, like, you know, in terms of like, you know, learning the fundamentals, how to draw like you no know, muscles and how to draw skulls and all of that to then turn into illustration or from the get go, just illustrate, illustrate, just practice, practice, practice for it to develop. So there's two sides two ways that i said you can get to that what is your opinion and how did you got to got to do your style got found your style because that's something that's always intrigued me personally um i think i would never say you can go completely around the fundamentals it's for a reason it's the fundamentals because somehow it's how you have to start to learn like it's also like how we learn to write we all start kind of at the same point um, so I would say it's definitely helpful and kind of necessary, especially if you're new to something. Um, when I started, like, okay, I really draw backgrounds and I want to draw more scenes. I started really just to take photo studies or to take photos or scenes from Google Street View and just paint exactly the photo or the picture I'm seeing there. And so I learned, like, classically, like you told, from the... Um, yeah, real life <laughs> studies, basically. Um, but of course, like if you really want to say like, okay, I don't want to semi-realistic style to t- just copy the um, real life because for this, we have these days photography. We don't have to make something necessarily look super real. Um, if you want really to say like, okay, I want to like develop my own style. It is more like it all more abstract, more like in a kind of own way. Um, I think from this point, it's like, okay, you, you studied your fundamentals because it's necessary to understand how colors, lights work, like the basic anatomy, like you don't have to wonder why the arm or the head looks weird because you know, like, okay, it's because this is physically not possible or something like this. And from then you just have to be a bit brave and experiment. So basically it's then from the boring <laughs> learning part to start to have fun and just experiment. Um, try to find out what you like like you can push thing your style into different directions you can say like okay maybe um, I like a more flowy style because that's what I enjoy in other art and then you just try to um, reinterpret what you maybe were studying before uh, with the more realistic way and try to go more um, to yeah push it more into the direction that you want if you want to have a more shapey style because that's what you really like more graphical or so you try to focus on building your images and illustrations up with more um 
graphic round uh, graphic basic shape so if you want like uh, really flowy lines then you try to find this with little exercises and pushing your studies and little sketches that you do for yourself more in the one or the other direction i would say all right and um that, that was actually an interesting answer i've never thought about it like that um like because there's been not just you there's a couple of other illustrators that i've like you know really like you know i like their style like one of them the notable ones that is like a really big inspiration to me is uh, i don't know if you know him i mean farah i don't know if you've seen his works he's, he's actually he's in the same field as you kind of and um yeah i've always wondered like you know when you want to do abstract stuff like abstract shapes and like especially abstract characters because of course you need to know the basics of color lighting perspective you need to know that stuff I'm like don't get me wrong but when it comes to anatomy and characters especially i'm like you need to do they need to first like study expressions like real life expression references or <laughs> like you know real life anatomy skull a skeleton reference studies like that to get a hang of you know, then doing the abstract thing because that's what logically makes sense but sometimes because i've heard like artists that say no not at all we don't know we don't even know what how colors work we just did it as we went and it just went you know by chance it you know came out well but yeah i mean that's an interesting subject to be honest and well the next question is also an interesting one which is what was the first art job paycheck you ever got and what was it for and how did you feel at the time when you got it oh the first art job i have to think i think actually was meanwhile my studies um was kind of the same time so i don't know which one of them was the first but i think it was like from a was kind of club that is, was in the city where I was studying and I saw the um, advertisement of them and I was like, oh, actually it looks shitty. Like uh, I, th I think they had just some graphics that, that looked a bit, well, I don't know, like for my test, I was like, ah, that, that doesn't look cool. And I was asking my flatmate like, hey, come on, this is something you can do better. No? And I, said, I think I even really just contacted them. I don't know, even via Facebook or email and just said like, hey, so you have like different advertisement for different um, music events that you're doing and so. And if you need illustrations for them, you can write me. And um, yeah, they basically really just said like, oh yeah, cool, we saw your website. And um, actually, yeah, we were thinking about including um, illustrations for the upcoming events and so. And that basically was my first art-related job. So I did some illustrations for them for some um, yeah, music events that they were planning. And um, was my face, first time that I got uh, paid for making illustrations. <laughs> All right. And all right. I want to ask you about something that's been like, you know, kind of bugging me. I want to know is that on your Instagram bio, it says next convention, Comic-Con booth 1042. What is that about? Like, when will the convention be and where will it be? So, you know, the people who are listening or might want to, you know, then later, you know, maybe come say hi, you know, give us a little bit of info. What is that about? Um, yeah, so the Comic-Con, I think, is quite known and every country has their own version of it. And in Germany, it's in Stuttgart and it's end of this month, like 27, 28, this uh, yeah, last November weekend it will be. And at these conventions, if you're an artist and you're kind of, of course, 
fitting into the direction um, of what the convention is about. Um, you can apply for artist booth and that's what I basically did. And um, yeah, so I will be there um, this weekend uh, selling some of my art prints, some that I have also in my Etsy store, but also some additionally that I will um, especially just sell on conventions. So um, yeah, it's a bit more hopefully interesting for the people coming by because they know like, okay, this print I can just get at the convention. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I will be there hopefully if everything goes fine, if uh, nothing with the corona craziness um, makes the event got cancelled. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because it's always really nice that you really meet persons that like your art um, in person. It's something really nice. Sometimes people write you and it's of course really nice and you appreciate it. But you have the direct contact with per, uh, people. It's um, always really cool. All right, awesome. And a subject that I've kind of been kind of thinking about is that like, um, it's been a sort of enigma for me, basically when I, when, I talk, when I talk about it with my friends also, with my buddies, art buddies. And is it that, you know, some of them are kind of like went full freelance, you know, some of them are happy and some of them are not. Like there's this whole debate about like to freelance or not to freelance, like how to balance the whole freelance life with your personal, like, you know, nine to five job life you know like what is your opinion on that like or if you have any experience regarding that um yeah it's an interesting topic and i must say for me it always comes up always with my art friends and um i mean i went like 100 freelance um beginning this year so it's my first year completely working as a freelancer before i was like um half half i was half time working as a freelancer and still having a side uh, graphic design job so um i think it really depends the person like I think people who maybe have really problems to organize themselves and um, that want more stability and structure and given structure from someone else, they say like, okay, you have to do this and so. Um, I guess freelance life can be quite challenging and hard for them <laughs> because uh, I think in the end it's, um, first it sounds always fun because you're like, ah, oh, you're so flexible. You can work when you want and you can travel when you want or whatever. But um, I have the feeling actually it's a lot about self-discipline because you don't have necessarily someone who is kicking your ass and say like, okay, this has to be uh, finished um, until this point. I mean, you will have a deadline, but um, I know if you don't want to stress yourself out as a freelancer, you should not push everything until the end to do everything short, uh, like last day before the deadline to deliver. And um also, of course, one scary thing is um, to know, like, when is the point, like, to say, like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for this, because I'm pretty sure you never feel ready. I also didn't really, really felt ready, but I just felt like, okay, this is the point to do it or not, because otherwise I will regret, so I will go for just doing it. I think at some point there always will come an opportunity along, like a studio that you want to work with or a really really cool long project that you know like you have to be a full-time freelancer to to work on this and i think your gut feeling will tell you if if it's the right point and the right thing to do or not that's actually an interesting tip to be honest like and about that usually like when 
Uh, I, I don't remember when I exactly heard or saw it that about like listening to your intuition is that even when your symptoms stuck on like you know it usually works with two choices yes that your intuition is kind of stuck on like you know which option a or b to choose just flip a coin just assign you know the tail or head to a or b and flip a coin and here's the thing whatever there's a result is if you're kind of happy and you can easily go with it that's probably the one you should do but if like there is but if it came to the other side and deep down you're like ah you wish that was the other fit. That's like a really good litmus test to kind of know which one like you, you want you should go with. And all right, the next question is I don't usually ask everyone. I usually reserve it for artists who have like you know do a lot of abstract stuff mostly, like you. And mm -hmm. that is, have you ever used your dreams or stuff from your dreams to fuel your inspiration for your work, or have you drew or you know? Uh, visualize something from your dreams mm, i mean one project for sure was completely inspired by a dream um it was meanwhile my studies we had to make like an interactive um project and i said like cool i will illustrate a book that you um, can just read the real story with augmented reality and uh, all the story was basically uh, um, based on kind of kind of nightmare I had often as a child and uh, but of course uh, it's like you always at some point at nightmares you wake up and you don't really know how it continues so I said like I will take this um, nightmare that I remember as a base and will re rewrite and finish the story so that was an interesting project where I like, used dreams as an inspiration for um, what to draw and um, hmm. From my work right now, I'm not sure if I have really like dreams where I say like it's coming from, more like daydreams, I would say, like I can really, if, if I have time and I feel like a bit, I don't know, I want to relax and inspire a bit and just let my mind flow. Um, like this kind of daydreaming, I think works better for me because at night I really just, I sleep and I dream, but I mostly don't remember what I was dreaming. But to let the mind wander a bit, meanwhile, the daytime um, works for me better because then I just, I don't know, have like visual things coming up and ideas. And sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, actually, actually it's cool. And then I write it down and make like a, mini sketch and just to um, catch it before it's gone again <laughs> all right and the next question is kind of like a tricky question for most people and you're gonna understand why and that is who are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most yeah that's a tricky question because i feel like there are so many um I mean, two artists that I really like a lot uh, because of style and also because of, I know, like they're really kind and um, inspirational um, people are Beatrice Blue and Danny Diaz. Uh, I really like their style because they're, like you thought, a bit going in the kind of same direction, like a bit more abstract fantasy things, like not necessarily real world based, if you would put it into a um book or video game it definitely would feel like it's a kind of other universe than the one that we are living in um but i really uh, like the style of them and like also the visual storytelling or like what they're creating is, is really inspiring for me and um 
who I also really like because she's more based on our day-to-day -day life, like slice of life illustrations and so, but with a little more um, hint of uh, little stories that she puts into is Izzy Burton. I really like um, her, her style. Um, she has more like really scenes and backgrounds that she's drawing. And I really appreciate it because it's actually something that I'm like, I would like to do this more and feel like I still have to practice more to um, be as like good as I want to be <laughs> um, to really um, make like complete sceneries where you have mostly uh, landscapes or buildings and just like little characters telling a little story or a little journey that they're on. And I think another huge inspiration for me also is like um, from yeah, illustrator and designer point of view, um, like Hayao, Hayao Miyazaki, like the founder of Ghibli, because I just enjoy all the stories and the movies and the little worlds that they build with so much, I know, kind of feeling it's like familiar things that you know, and with a kind of magic, whimsical um, extra. And I really like the stories and the style. All right. And um, what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? What kind of project is it? I mean, of course, if there's something that an NDA is involved, we can skip right past this question. But if that's not the case, what are you doing right now? Um, I mean, I can so tell so far that I'm, I'm working on a game uh, right now with a game studio. Well, wait, they're working on the game and I'm as an artist making the concept art for, uh, for it. So I'm doing character design. Um, environment design, prop design, monster design, so kind of everything um, that's involved in concept art for this game. And it's, I think, for this year and also bigger bigger part of the next year, like my biggest main project I'm working on. Um, yeah, I hope we can soon tell and show more because we're preparing our Kickstarter. There's already a Kickstarter page. So if people are interested and want to be up to date, it's called Spells and Secrets. Um, so you already can go to Kickstarter and um, click on get notified um, uh, when we have a trailer and some more news ready. But it's a lot of fun because um, creating so much different things and that all belong to one universe is, is really cool because on one hand, it's um, you have a lot of freedom, like uh, monster design, of course, is completely different than character design or environment design. But also you try to have everything fitting together in the end. So it really feels like everything from one world. And that's really cool. And something else that I'm working on right now is um, I'm preparing a class with Domestica. So I'm really just in the starting point speaking of uh, throwing a coin I'm still having to decide between two topics I really would like to teach about in the class and I have to decide now which one I will finally work out but so yeah that's something else I'm working on right now and hope that yeah, beginning next year spring next year it will be finished all right awesome would you mind telling us what those two subjects are that you're kind of stuck on 
Um, yeah, uh, one topic that I really would like maybe is uh, to make a class about is character design specializing for um, like animal characters, because um, yeah, just by checking a bit like what is on this kind of platforms, I feel like you have a lot of um, character design for children's books or for animation and so, but uh, for animal character design, I didn't saw so many things. And it's something I really like. I have uh, several character designs like in my portfolio. So I think it would be interesting to um, yeah, tell the people step-by-step step how I approach this. Also like from the background point of view, what you taught, like you first have to study an animal and then how you make it more abstract in the stylization. And the other um, interesting topic I think would be um, like storytelling in digital illustration. So that would be speaking a bit more about composition and yeah, how I'm approaching to make a digital artwork where you really can see a story when you watch it and um, yeah, how you build this up. Here's the thing, I have actually a suggestion, of course, if you don't mind me saying is that I like this is my personal opinion. I hope it kind of helps with the whole coin flip of your your dilemma you're having. Is I think you have a talent for like I think in general abstract illustration and then mostly I think a course on as you said. I think there's a term in English. It's called anthropomorphism, something like that. Sorry yeah. if I butchered yeah. that. Anthropomorphic or something. I yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. sure. It's... it's basically about when you know objects or animals get like you know human characteristics and kind of become human like kind of something like that i think you have a talent like that because you literally can make your rock cute like a cute rock creature you know what i mean yeah like like i think that's something that you should uh, this is my personal opinion of course i mean maybe you personally don't enjoy that as much to make a course on that but i think that would actually be really cool um of course because here's the thing as i also said like you know there's a lot of courses on like fundamentals and like drawing skulls and, you know, skeletons and muscles and anatomy and all of that, but there ain't much about how to transition from learning fundamentals to doing abstract stuff to your own style, style as thing. And maybe about the whole storytelling and composition, you could do a bonus, like, you know, section, like your one hour and a half section, like a recap of all the other stuff. And, you know, boom, you got yourself an answer right now. I mean, of course, maybe later you change your mind, but this is my personal opinion. That's the thing that I think would be really interesting personally. By the way, to anyone who's listening, please do let us know, you know, what do you think about the whole situation? Do you, would you more prefer the suggestion I made or do you prefer like maybe a particular, like a specialized course in composition and storytelling and illustration? Do let us know in the comments, either whether in CastBox, YouTube or Instagram as well. All right, let's get down to the next question, which is, what big, big aspiration and like, you know, ambition you have in life, or it could be learning anything. It could be like another area you want to like, you know, focus on aside art or just maybe anything like what, what is it do you have right now? Maybe after all the hard works of like, you know, doing art and all that, what's the big project in the future for you? Mm, I think I have two ideas that I really would like to do the next years. And one thing is about, um, writing and illustrating your own books. So, um, so far it was two or three um, stories um, illustrating where an author was writing a story. So I got a finished story and I was visually interpreting them with my artworks. But I really would like also to 
yeah, completely develop a story on my own and illustrate it because um, I think it's a cool challenge um, writing something and like, um, yeah, make the story like in a way that's appealing and um, how to write it uh, would be a challenge for me and something I would like to learn. And uh, another thing I would really like to do who knows maybe next year or maybe the next two or three years is like an artist residency in maybe Japan, for example, or something like where I'm like, okay, it's really far away. Maybe I would not even go there just for traveling because I don't know if it's really far, you have to go like for minimum, I don't know, three weeks or something. So it makes sense. And um, yeah, I think it would be really cool to be like an artist residency program because then you have like a little studio where you're working on and some creatives to connect there. And that would be something I'm looking forward. All right, awesome. Wait, is that a thing in Japan, art residency? I, I don't know, like if it's like this thing, uh, a thing, uh, I don't know. I think it's like in every country you can find if you're searching for it, like in, in different countries, there are programs from studios or from different foundings and so. Um, but uh, as far as I was searching, there are some uh, where you can apply to. So that's something I'm kind of planning for the future. All right, awesome. Well, we've reached the final question of the podcast, which is like it's, it's technically both a question and a section and a discussion discussion type thing, um, which is called final words appropriately. And I'm gonna explain what it means. Basically, imagine right now you have a short period of window of time and you can leave any message from yourself, a human, to another human. And your audience or anyone who's going to listen to this podcast and they've reached this segment of the podcast maybe in any point of future maybe a week a month two years 10 years 30 years and it will be heard by a lot of people in the future like hopefully and what message or thing or things would you want to leave yourself like you know from your experience of like you know your life to this point would you give to those people Mm, I mean, I would say, especially like in the art related context now, my recommendation, wish and uh, tip for everyone who is listening to this podcast is to try to put a bit back maybe sometimes perfectionism and try really to enjoy and have fun of what you're doing because that's how we started to do art or why we started to illustrate and um, I know it's hard to make a living of it and everyone wants to become the better, better version of them and the best or whatever but I think it's always important to remember to have fun and enjoy what you're doing and to make things for your own that you don't have to show anyone and to accept the mistakes that you are doing and to say like, okay, I, I tried something, I did what I, had, what I felt like, I had fun with it and that's it. All right, awesome. That's actually a good point to end this, a uh, nice point to end this podcast on. And thank you so much for coming by and thank you to anyone who tuned in and listened to this podcast. And do let me know any suggestions or, you know, anything for future episodes maybe in the comment section down below whether on youtube or Castbox or instagram or anywhere that has a comment section you know this real um that's about it thank you for everyone for watching and thanks again for coming by take care everyone have a good day till next episode bye